You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to a very special Friday edition of Huddle Up a Football Podcast. Not a Wednesday edition or Thursday edition. I don't know what editions there are anymore. This is a Friday edition. Carson Wentz is a Colt. Welcome back, Corey. What up? Yeah, sitting around yesterday, we decided we had to get together. We were going to take a couple of days, uh, a couple of weeks off uh, post-Super Bowl before free, before, uh, free agency opens up. But with Carson Wentz being traded from Philadelphia to Indianapolis, we had to get together and at least talk about this. So, Corey, why don't you, why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, so uh, Colt, uh, Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts for a 2021 third, so that's this year, and then a conditional uh, second-round pick next year. Now that second-round pick turns into a first-rounder if Wentz playing time is at or above 75% this year or if his playing time is at or above 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. So um, if he gets hurt week one and he's out the whole season, it's a second-rounder. Um, if the Colts bench him halfway through, he's a, it's a second-rounder. Um, the Colts, let's say he doesn't play the whole season. Jacoby Brissett or somebody takes him to the playoffs, it's still a second-rounder. So. Uh, a lot of upside there for the Colts, um, and there's a there's a lot of pros and cons as well. I don't know if there's really a lot of pros and cons. Are there how many cons? Let's just get straight to that. Are there really any cons here? What's the problem? The, well, yeah, we were talking about it right before the show. The pros outweigh the cons significantly. I mean, the, really, the only cons you have is he's under contract for the next four years. So if he's an absolute dud, um, you you got to pay him for the next four years. Um, and you're losing draft capital. So, um, you know, maybe he plays well this year, but then he's a dud for the next three years. You could lose that first rounder next year. And yeah, you lose some draft capital. We know Ballard likes to build this team through the draft. He's done a great job. Um, so there's the chance, you know, this trade could be a little bit detrimental, but overall, um, I mean, as far as pros, his cap hit over the next four years is an average of 24.6 million. Um, and Rivers cap hit last year was 25. So, I mean, overall, if he's who we think he's going to be, he's going to be a hell of a bargain. You know, and it's, it's actually, I was surprised to find out. I did a show last night with the fantasy round table. Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers are like comparable quarterbacks. It was kind of amazing to see. Obviously, Phillip Rivers has been in the league much longer than Carson Wentz has. But when I pulled their stats up next to each other, simply multiplying Wentz's by three, you know, Wentz has been in the league five years. Rivers was in 15. Multiplying Wentz's stats by three came up with almost the exact same stat line. So on paper, it really is, that's a, that's a really good comparison. Carson Wentz to Phillip Rivers. Obviously, Wentz is more mobile. Um, but seeing that, if we can get 4,000 yards a season, you know, 3,800 yards a season and three or 400 rushing yards, guys, this is a good thing for Indianapolis. Yeah, he's going to open up the offense quite a bit. Definitely with the mobility, that's something that was really hurting us with Rivers. Um, Wentz gives you a guy, I mean, he, if you just go to YouTube and type in his highlight reel, um, he's a guy who can get out of the pocket and make play, make plays like a Lamar Jackson or a Pat Mahomes. So, that you know, that's going to add to the offense. It's going to make us more of a threat on offense. Um, Wentz has never had a running game like we have. 
He's never had an O-line like we have. Now, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but we do need to address the left tackle, which I think will be fine when when that left tackle is starting next to Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly. Um, it's going to make his job a lot easier. But, I mean, overall, I mean, there there's really not anybody on the market that has as much upside as Wentz that the Colts realistically had a chance of getting. I mean, you could you could say um, Deshaun Watson, but the Texans weren't going to trade Watson to the Colts within the division. So um, I, th- I think he hit a home run. <laughs> I tweeted or I texted Tony yesterday. I said, what did it cost? And I said, and I said, absolutely nothing. So hopefully it works out. Um, some other cons or some other pros. Um, he's got familiarity with Frank Reich. So um, that Super Bowl season was last year. They were together. Uh, Wentz got hurt late in the season, but he was an MVP candidate. Um, and if he can, if he does return to MVP form and we lose that first rounder, that means he was worth it. So um, as far as losing that, as long as he works out, he can be the future for the next four years. He's only 28. It all makes sense. And we don't have to pay him a ton of money. Um, then on top of all that, we kept uh, this year's first and second rounder. So we can still build the team. If we want to spend that first rounder on a left tackle or an edge rusher, we can still do that. Um, we know Chris Bauer loves the second round pick, so he could turn that first into two more. So um, a lot of, a lot of pros, the Colts are still in good shape. They still have money to spend. And they've got a quarterback, which is big because if they're going to go after like a free agent wide receiver, it's important to have that position locked down. You don't want to have to sell a free agent, you know, try to get them to sign to your team without somebody at that position. So now that it's locked down, we can move past that and focus on the rest of it. You know, I think that's the biggest win of the whole win. That's the biggest pro of them all is we did not hemorrhage just like Chris Ballard does. You know, I thought the DeForest Buckner, Buckner trade was one of the best trades that, that I've ever seen for Indianapolis. Now I don't know. Now this one rivals that because not only do we get a guy who has some potential to be the franchise quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz could play in Indianapolis for 10 years potentially. That's the, that's the best case scenario, right? Worst case, it doesn't work at all. Work at all. Best case scenario, we got him for 10 years here. And what did it cost us today? Nothing. It cost us nothing today. We still have the first round pick to shore up, just like you just said, to shore up that team, to patch those last few holes on this ship. Listen, uh, what Chris Ballard has done is simply amazing. And I, I, it's just crazy to think about how, you know, not that long ago, Ryan Grixon destroyed this team. It's just crazy to see how fast he's turned this thing around. It's re- it is really incredible, and for bat and I was watching Cowherd yesterday comment on it. Just the way he stood there, and he said, "This is my offer." Now I'm sure he negotiated the maybe it turns into a first, but I, you know, towards the end. But just for him to know that, I think in his mind, like he was never going to overspend, and in his mind, he was totally content with bringing back a Jacoby Brissett to play on the team because he knows how good his team is around the quarterback position. So. He, he's just really smart. He didn't blink. He didn't panic. And I, when those final reports started coming out that the Colts weren't moving and that the Bears didn't want him, if he didn't want to play there, I, it kind of all just fell together and just it absolutely worked out perfectly. Um, do you, Tony, do you think Wentz makes the Colts Super Bowl contenders? Um, yeah, I, they're definitely I, what I see yesterday inside the Super Bowl bubble. I don't know what that means. I'm going to put the Colts. I'll be projecting them and I'll be betting them on DraftKings to be in the AFC championship game. We, we have to. I mean, as much as I love the Colts, we have to remember the Bills are formidable. Kansas City exists. I do believe they're a new dynasty, um, even if even if Kansas City is the next uh, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. 
uh, who won one Super Bowl and hasn't been back. Even if Patrick Mahomes is a dominant force that can't win multiple Super Bowls, which I don't believe is the case, he's a guy that can keep the Colts out of the Super Bowl. So um, we got the Bills, we got the Chiefs. Uh, what are some other? And the, the Ravens, the Titans are in the division. So yeah, I mean AFC AFC Championship game for sure and Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think it's very possible at this point. A wide receiver, maybe, but I don't know. You know, I look back at 2017 for Carson Wentz, and that year, he had no 1,000-yard wide receivers. There were three on the team, three wide receivers and a tight end that all had over 700 yards, but there was no one rock. Carson Wentz spreads the ball around well, and I think that Indianapolis is set, set up well to recreate that 2017 season that Carson Wentz had. So... Yeah, I think they're Super Bowl contenders. I'm putting them in the AFC Championship at, at minimum. I like it, yeah. I, I I think with just the team that's around them, if the defense can show up again next year, definitely going to be a threat. I mean, Frank Reichs, I, I don't see – I don't really see a situation where he fails. He he might have like a Phillip Rivers season where, you know, he just hangs onto the ball. Um, he may not be flashy, but he gets us to where we need to go. But I don't see him failing, so – you know, best case scenario, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, AFC Championship, then it's just, you know, it just comes down to, you know, if it's the Bills or the Chiefs, it's whether we show up and beat them or not. So I think that's what it comes down to. Um, last year, you predicted comeback player of the year pretty early, and Alex Smith, um, your bet finally hit. Uh, is Wentz your bet for next year's comeback player of the year? Uh, if he's my bet, I'm not making that decision yet. I I don't know. You know, he was benched last year. So if he comes back and makes it uh, even into the playoffs, a significant push into the playoffs, then I suppose it's possible. Uh, Typically these days, we're seeing that award being given to a player who was previously injured. And that wasn't actually surprisingly wasn't the case last year. Um, I don't think so, at least. But regardless, uh, I'm not willing to to shoot that shot just yet. But maybe soon we'll decide who our comeback player of the year is going to be. Cool. I think he's got a really good chance, so we'll see what happens. Uh, like we were just talking about, um, in order for the Colts to actually get into contention, there are some holes they need to fill. They've got some players to re-sign. They've got to decide whether or not they want to bring back Marlon Mack, who they might be able to steal cheap because the running back market is kind of low right now with their longevity. So him coming off an injury, they might be able to bring him back for cheap. What are you going to do with Justin Houston? Are you going to go after somebody like a J.J. Watt or Von Miller instead. I think we'll have to see what happens there. But the biggest holes, we need more edge rush. Wide receiver might be the biggest. There are some big names out on the market this year that could really help out. Um, left tackle obviously needs filled. And then corner, maybe, if you know, depending on how, how you prioritize that. Do you think bringing in Zach Ertz, if that's possible, um, would be a good idea? I mean, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Uh, you know, I don't know. I almost kind of wish they would have just done a package deal there for, I guess, a lot of reasons, but it's possible. I don't know how necessary it is. It would be really fun, though. I'm, I'm a big fan of Zach Ertz. I think the biggest issue is going to be the left tackle. You know, we got to make sure that the best offensive line of football stays the best offensive line of football. And Costanzo, like him or not, was was a really good left guard. So we got to, yeah, we got to get that figured out. We have to we have to keep Wentz standing up. Otherwise, we know what's going to happen. He can't take a whole bunch of hits. He can't He can't put the team on his back because if he does, he's going to, you know, it's a lot like Andrew Luck in that sense. Now I'm comparing him to Andrew Luck. Look at me go. But he will, he will 
hold on to the ball too long, and he will take the hit that injures him. And that's just who Carson Wentz is. We have That left tackle position is the most important piece right now. But I think they can get it resolved with that first-round pick. Absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, his biggest issue last year, I think the Eagles played a couple primetime games early in the season. I mean, he had no protection. He was just getting mauled. He got sacked play. 50 times last year, Corey. 50 times. Absolutely mauled. And for him to actually come out of the season without any significant injuries is absolutely incredible. So, I mean, even if, you know, we draft a rookie or, you know, we sign a low money free agent for left tackle for a year, he's still going to be in a better situation, I believe. So, I agree. Hopefully, that alone can make him a more effective player and just raise his confidence. I, I think when you don't have that protection up front, yeah, he's probably seeing ghosts and making stupid plays. I think all that contributes. So hopefully they get into camp and he realizes how good this uh, O-line is and just elevates his his uh, confidence. Um, but the Colts have $43 million in cap space to, you know, to play with all those things. They've got all the draft picks this year except for the third. Uh, we did just get a tweet from Pelissero. Is that his name? Pelissero, I think. Pel- uh, I guess I don't know how to say it. I never met the guy. Um, there's a $8 million cap rollover for the Colts. So that 43 could turn into a 51 or that 43 could already include that. I don't know. Um, but they do have a little bit of money to play with. Um, some guys that are under contract right now, Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Naeem Hines, Braden Smith. Those are all guys I expect them to bring back, but they do, they're still in the rookie salaries this year. Um, but I expect Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson to be the highest paid players at their positions. Um, and they're going to do that. The, I think those will kick in next year where they have like 115 million in caps. So they'll be in good, good shape. So look, if Wentz works out and they can bring back all these guys, um, I mean, this is going to be a really good, the Colts are young. It's going to be a really good team for the next, hopefully five to 10 years. They, they should be solid. And if, man, if Wentz is an MVP caliber player, like he was, I mean, we're really only a year removed. So um, I think there's a good chance that could happen. We'll be, we'll be in really good shape, and it'll look like the steal of the century. Yeah, it definitely could look exactly like what you just described. If And it, it doesn't even, if Wentz is just as good as what Philip Rivers was, this is a success. And, you know, that's not saying a lot. R- R- Rivers did a good job, but he wasn't, you know, busting the walls off the barn or anything like that. He was just a, just a good, reliable, smart football player. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.